welcome back to another month. I want to say month because usually I, I would film this like every week. But life has been hectic and I haven't had time or energy to film every week. But here we are. I'm still alive. Sadly. <laughs> so yeah. I'm, nah, I don't know what I'm going to talk about today. Well, I think I do but I don't the whole point it's gonna be a mess sorry so my life has been kind of hectic not that anyone cares but um I haven't really found time or energy to watch new BLs like long BLs but I did watch something new which I'm very proud that I found and I watched it and I I have mixed emotions about it, and I love it, and I, 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 I was shook. And the thing that I saw was life, love on the line. It's this Japanese BL show that I'm pretty sure premiered on Vicky, or at least international fans can watch it on Vicky. I'm not too sure, because <laughs> last time I saw something on Vicky, it was this other Korean BL, uh, Where Your Eyes Linger, but it they made you like have the premium service to watch the rest of the episodes, and that pisses me off, so I just, I just didn't see it, I don't know, I think I saw, yes I did, it was just not via Vicky. I don't want to say via weird because I don't want to get arrested. But it was it was a nice show. So I might talk about that too. You know what? I'm going to talk about recent BL that might interest me. Or that I've seen. Or that some other people have seen in my timeline. But I haven't because I'm too lazy. But yeah, I'm going to talk about recent BL. So stick around. So I'm back. Um, I found the, like, the synopsis for the show it says according to my drama list that fair warning i'm gonna butcher all these things like i butcher everything else in my life but it had four episodes it ran from june 19 until july 10th so a little less under than a or a little less than a month um it has like multiple um names. It says life happiness depends on ourselves, life on the line, life love on the line, or life is what we make of it. I just call it life love on the line because that's how I remember it. So it says uh one day after school the series and the child like Nishi met by chance as each endeavors to remain walking on the sidewalk's white line. As time goes by, Ito recognizes he is drawn to Nishi in a way that is new to him. Nishi, for his part, is frustrated that they only get to meet on the sidewalk. Ito decides to act upon his feelings and kisses a surprise Nishi who agrees that they need to walk side by side for a change. 
and the sparks between them are undeniable as their relationship blossoms in high school, survives college years, and matures into adulthood. So, spoilers. I think it started when they were like 19. So, I want to say 18 or 19. And then you kind of, like, kind of each episode goes through either a year or multiple years. So, I knew about it. Like, from my timeline on Twitter, of course. But, you know, I wasn't, like, super knowledgeable. So then I saw a trailer, and I was like, oh, you know, it sounds cute. It's nice. It's wholesome. You know, just what I need. And then I started watching the first episode. And the first thing I could think of was, why are these two fools walking on the white lines like that and then I, I talked about it in a group chat and they're like oh you never played like lava or like any other of those games that like require you to walk like in a single line and I was like no because I have horrible balance like my balance how I don't fall when I'm standing like up straight miracles because like you know I, I don't have the best um, balance, as I said. So, to me, those games were like, <laughs> no, I don't want to fall in my face. You know, like, have enough embarrassment in my life for it to go down that way. But, yeah, they're like, oh, yeah, it's like a fun game where you, you know, just walk in the single file. And if you fall, quote, unquote, from the line, then, like, you die by charges or something like that, which... It's funny because that's literally what um, Nietzsche says at one point. He's like, oh, there's like lava and you have to be careful because da-da-da-da-da. And I'm like, cool. Cool. You know. Cool. But I don't know. Like, I was just. Oh, sorry. I was reading something. Um. But yeah, it was cute. I was like, okay, you know, like, I'm, I'm down for this. I literally have nothing else to do. And it's like four episodes, which I really love because I don't have the attention span. <laughs> Unless I really, really love a show. Like, I don't have the attention span to sit down and, like, watch, like, 20 episodes of this couple. So I'm over here and I'm enjoying the first episode. I'm like, yes, boy. You get your crush. Like, it, it was cute to me how... His name is Ito, right? Akira? Ito Akira? Ito Akira? Yeah. Um, is his last name Ito? I'm so dumb. I don't even know which one. I, yeah. Oh my god, Ito is his last name. I'm such a stupid. Let me call it that. Um, so Akira, he's cute, you know, and it, it was kind of fun or, or refreshing for me to see that. His character is like, oh, wait, I find these other, like, this guy cute. But he didn't have this whole freak-out session of, like, I'm a hetero and I need to remain a hetero. You know, like, as many other shows do, where it's like, wait, no, I have a crush on a guy. Wait, no, I need to be straight, you know. And it was cute because then they're dating and, like, Yuki doesn't care. She was like, you know what, I like you and I like you, that's it, like, no one's gonna tell me 
otherwise. So then these boys are cute and they're dating. And then you, I, I kind of related to Akira in the sense that his family, like he wanted to better himself. And like he would, um, his mom and his, well, his dad not so much, but his mom would constantly be like, well, you know how your brother or your sister, I think he has like sister, a sister. Um, he's like, well, you know how so-and-so disappointed me, so you need to, like, stay close. And, and there was one scene where I was like, woman, <laughs> I'm going to fight you because he's talking about something. And he's talking about how, like, you know, it's his last exams and he's about to graduate and da-da-da-da-da. And... His mom was like, oh, well, you need to stay close by, you know. You have to get a good career so you can get money, you know. And and it, she was basically, like, kind of manipulating him emotionally, being like, well, you don't have your siblings or your sister. I don't know. His, her other children, <laughs> child, um, were a disappointment. So he needed to, like, be straight and, well, not straight, but, like, Follow the path that she basically wanted, you know, and he, you could see that he was like, wait, like, do I really want this or, or do I want this because she's telling me I can't disappoint her like my sister did. So that to me, I was like, relatable, my dude, because you kind of have the pressure of like, well, there's like expectations fall on him solely apparently but then we kind of see how he's much more like i want to i don't want to say well put together because it sounds like nishi doesn't or like yuki is not put together but yuki is kind of like you know go with the flow like he's like me you know what i'm, I'm gonna do what i find interesting and what i want to enjoy in life while akira is like no I need to do this because there's certain expectations to be had of what I do with my life. So I was like, yes, boy, I get you. I got you, my son. And then we kind of see their relationship and, and surprisingly it lasted a very long time. And you could see how they, you know, they went on trips and they would be like, I'm home and like dinners and it was cute and fluffy. And, and you know time passes so of course they they want to share they want to show that they're being mature but at the same time they didn't or at least Yuki didn't lost that sense of himself like Akira became I don't want to say unloving but he became more serious more like I need to be you know well put together and straightforward and I need to because Basically, I I feel that his thought, like process, of of thinking was like, I'm being mature. I'm I'm like growing up. I'm in my twenties, and I can't play around. That's what I felt that Akira was. Well, Yuki, I I think at some point it was so refreshing for him, because we kind of see how they're ending university, so they're looking for a job. 
And Yuki's like, I don't know what I'm going to do. Like, I genuinely don't know what I'm going to do. I need to to figure out what I'm going to do because I graduated with this degree. What am I going to do with it? So then Akira is like, by this point, he started smoking, which I don't know why it was kind of funny to me. Not that smoking is funny. It's just progression of a character. And... At some point, like, Yuki's kind of having a freak out. He's like, I don't know what I'm going to do when I need to submit this um, application because I'm not. Da, 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 da. And then Akira's like, well, have you thought of the five-step process or something like that, he said. And Yuki's like, no, like, what are you talking about? He says, well, you know, the place, the place of work, like, the, the environment of working, like, what they're going to pay you. Like, he was thinking more of like what benefits am I gonna gain in the long run while Yuki was like wait I want to do something that like I'm passionate about so later on throughout the years at some point I don't remember if it was second or third episode um Yuki's like you know what I'm I'm sick of my job I I thought that this is what I wanted and I really don't you know and then at some point, he says, well, in my job, I managed to try out different work things. So, he's like, I really love, like, doing, um, I'm, I'm pretty sure it was, like, script writing. Like, fiction script writing. And I thought, I genuinely thought that Akira was going to be like, no, like, you, you have your whole thing done. Or, like, why are you going to change? Surprisingly, Akira was like, no, 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 like, you know, if this is what you want, you know, I'll support you. And he's like, well, I will need to go back to school to do this, you know, to do a focus on script writing. I, I want to say script writing. I can't remember. By this point, um, Akira's doing, like, salary office work. He said, you know, and Yuki's much more childlike wonder type of deal. And then by this point, you kind of get, not fractures, I don't want to see that there's fractures in the relationship, but you kind of see how, for example, instead of it being like previous times where they would have dinners together, Akira would come home and Yuki was like working on the script because he needed to work on the script. And he would be like, oh, I'm going to bed. He's like, yeah, 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 whatever. So you kind of see how their paths are kind of, Diverging, I guess, separating. Is that a synonym? And then, surprise, surprise, at one point you get this new girl on the job, and I generally forgot her name. Uh, Hitomi? I want to say her name is Hitomi. No, that's the sister. Well, there's this new lady. And it's been like, what? Eight years. Eight, nine years since. Um, they seen each other in high school, and it turns out that this girl who started at the new job, or the job that Akira's working at, um, is the girl who at some point in high school confessed his feelings. And from what I remember, we got a flashback of her being like, well, I like you, would you go out with me? And I'm pretty sure he didn't. Pretty sure he just, like, denied it. Um... And she's like, well, you know, I'm working with you, da-da-da-da-da. 
and they couldn't get a nice friendship thing majingi going oh i forgot when um yuki wanted to tell akira that he wanted to change work environment to that he wanted to focus on script writing he's like well, you know what let's go to the beach let's do a small trip like two days three days so we can talk and then Akira's like well, wait why do, we, why do we need to travel he's like no no I just wanted to you know I wanted to get out of these four walls and I wanted to talk to you and Akira's like well okay let's let's go let's do a small trip so they go to this town I don't know the name of the town and they got to the hotel and everything's going fine and um he tells him he's like well this is what I wanted to do okay it's like okay go fine you you find your passion if that's the thing you want to do go ahead like I'm not gonna stop you they're fine they're dandy and then he goes on to he wants to go to smoke and he can't find his lighter which is like the favorite light lighter from what I remember I don't think Yuki gave it to him. I don't think so. Maybe it was just a flash, a, a lighter that he bought at some point, and he was very attached to it. So he can't find the lighter. So he's like, "Oh well, damn! Like I can't smoke." So they're like, "Okay, well, Yuki was very proactive and wanting to, you know." He's like, "Well, let's go look for it, you know. Like we still have time." He's like, "No, no, don't worry about it." So it's kind of like. That scene to me showcased how like kind of different their personalities were, because you get Yuki who's like, you know what I like. He has this childlike wonder to the world. You know he hasn't changed. Like even though it's been years and he's like in his twenties, he still he still has joy in his life. And I'm not saying that Akira doesn't have joy in his life, but. Um, again, he's very more serious and, and he's like, well, I'm in my 20s now. I can't joke around. I can't play around. That's how I interpreted it. So, um, Yuki is very much like, yeah, let's go look for it. Well, I could have, you know what? Like it's, it's lost, you know, it's whatever. So they go to sleep and it's like midnight, three in the morning. I don't know. It's like. It's late. And then, um, well, it's late slash early morning. <laughs> and, uh, Akira will go, wakes up and he doesn't see Yuki there. So he kind of has a freak out moment where he's like, where is he? He goes outside and he finds him on the beach. And he sees that he's looking. He's like, what are you doing here? I was very worried. And when Yuki turns around... He has the lighter and he's like very happy, very like excited, you know, that he found it. And he tells me that I found it, I found it, I found your lighter. And at that point, we kind of get um, like Akira's thoughts where he's like, and at that point, I realized that I loved him too much and that his smile changed or something like that. To me, he was like, I love him so much that I don't know what to do with my love and also he also has changed which is valid because you're in your late 20s it makes sense like he was in his 27 20 
Yeah, I'm going to say 27. 26. Later on, I don't know if it was episode 2 or episode 3. After the trip, at one point, Akira decides, well, I'm done. And that to me, I was, <laughs> I won't lie, I was pissed. I was like, boy, what is you doing? And I don't remember well, but I want to say that this whole I'm done situation started with the girl, the lady from high school. Where she's like, when when she first got there, her dinner, um, they were having like a, like a dinner, like a after work dinner thingy, bitchingy. And she's talking, she's like, well, let me be serious with you. Like, let me tell you a secret. I'm not going to be here much longer because, you know, I want to go to a place where I can kind of level up, I think is what she said. Like, I want to progress up the ladder. And I also want to find a husband, you know, and have kids and da-da-da-da. Because, you know, my uh, she kind of said it like my time is running out, which I honestly think is such... BS the whole I need to be married before I'm 30 and I need to have children before my 30 because it's it's just <sighs> this whole biologic I mean yes of course when women get women woman women get like pregnant later on in life well you know it's higher risk but this whole thing of like well I need to be married and have children before I'm 30 because I'm not. My whole life is going to be over. Like I always, um, I get so annoyed with the whole. It's a social, co- a social construct. Which is, I don't know. So, I'm pretty sure it was like after that whole conversation. And I, I think my heart broke honestly in that scene because Yuki by that point, um... He told his mom, like, he met up with his mom and was like, I, I have something that I want to tell you. And the mom is, like, super nice. They're in this little, like, cafe. You know, this little, I want to say it's an antique, traditional coffee place thingy. And he tells her, he's like, well, you know, I, I don't. I don't think he said the words "I'm gay," but he said something like, "Oh, I'm I have a hu- I have a husband. Oh my god, I have a boyfriend." And he genuinely thought that she was gonna have to like freak out and she was gonna like curse him all the way to hell, but she didn't. She just said like, "Well, you can have." Uh, I think she asked, "Well, you can get married in Netherlands or something like that." She said. And he looked up because he was shocked that, you know, his mom was like, well, you can get married somewhere else, don't worry. And then she, I remember she started Googling, like, uh, something. And then she's like, well, we can have ceremonies here in Japan, so don't worry. Like, you know, and, and you can adopt children. And she was, like, so excited. And then he got so happy. So after their meeting, she's like, you know what, you need to introduce me to your, to your boyfriend. She's like, I'll, I'll do it, I'll do it, I'll, I'll let you know. And she's like, thank you so much for telling me, like, you look so happy. And then he's so happy, he's so joyful. He goes to 
he's passing through the the train station and he sees um a poster for I'm pretty sure it's a trip to Alaska where you can see the northern northern lights can't pronounce it and he's like so excited he goes to his like house and he's about to open his mouth and be like well you know like let's go on a trip and and um Akira's like well I need to talk to you and he's like yeah I know like maybe not today like maybe not this year because we're both busy but we can go on this trip you know like we can have a good time and see the lights and when Akira opens his mouth and he's like I think we should break up and I'm like boy there's literally nothing going on in your like your relationship it's not like either of you cheated or or you're I don't know you I don't know like it's it's not like something bad is happening in the relationship he just had this whole freak out moment of like I'm about to be 30 I need to get married have a wife and have a child and I'm like this man is ruining their relationship he's almost had for 10 years because I'm pretty sure he was like 26 or 20. he was like 20s but I don't think he had touched the decade like the relationship decade thing and I'm like are you are you kidding me are you okay are you fine and then um the episodes progress they break up turns out that he ends up with the lady the high school lady that not the high school lady the girl that confessed to him in high school she she's like well I think I feelings for you again and I'm like girl it's the second time why do you think it's gonna work turns out that it works and then he breaks up and it's been years and all of a sudden they show you his apartment again and all the things have changed and you see her because he goes into his house he's like I'm home or something like that she's like welcome home and I don't hate her it's just it's so stupid (laughs) so stupid like how are you gonna break a relationship that's going so well to to then have a freak out moment like i understand the social pressure of being like well you're 30 you need to get married but why can't you go to your mom and be like hey ma okay or hey ma you know this kid who's been my best friend since like i've been 19 or i was 19 here's my boyfriend point blank period no this man (laughs) Oh, I get heated. I get heated. I get heated very quickly over this. And it's been years. They're together. You kind of see that. Yuki. Um, at some point, he's in a bar or something. And there's this, there's this man. There's this man. A blonde dude. And he's like, oh, well, can I sit here? And he's like, I don't care. Like. I'm drinking because he was kind of drunk. Not drunk, drunk, but tipsy. And the dude is like, um, he's like, do you mind if I smoke? And when he opens the bag, is uh, I think it's a black pack. It's called Peace. And he's like, oh, do you mind if I smoke? And he's like, nah, but like that's the brand that my ex is, that my ex used to smoke. 
So he kind of gets emotional over that. And then the next scene you see is them kissing in the corner. And he has a moment where he's like, wait. Because I've been together with this man for almost 10 years. And it's like the first time. Like, I feel that he, like, Juyuki, Akira was his first boyfriend. So he kind of had a moment where he's like, wait. I've been together with one man. What am I doing? Like, what am I doing? So he leaves. We don't see much of him. Because I feel that the point of view for the show was solely from Akira's side. So the salary man did. And, um, yeah, years pass and they're together. And then he kind of reaches a point where he starts not coming home. Which is not surprising to me. And he would, like, go to this cafe's thing where he could smoke and he would smoke a whole damn pack before he would get home and he would be like oh like I'm working like today I can't go he goes to a park he has a flashback the wife asked again she's like are you coming home he's like later uh later on we have a scene where it's in the apartment and he tells her He's like, I'm sorry, but I can't do this anymore. She's like, oh, do you, I think she says something like, oh, you love him too much or do you still love him? And that to me, like, I get it. You know, I could have a crush, whatever. But to me, like, if you know deep down in your soul, if you know this man don't like you, if you had any suspicion that this man is dating the same person, they're living together for so many years, that he rejected you in high school. Okay, things can change. Adults, you know, happens. But why would you put yourself through that? Like, I feel, and I don't, I'm not bashing her, but I feel she was so focused on like, I'm going to up my career, I want to be married, and I want to do this, this, this. Then she was like, you know what, I'll take it. And and that to me is just sad because you can see how she was like, okay, I'm going to be a mother and I'm going to do this and this. And since he had the worry of, wait, I have this pressure of I need to do this. I need to run and do this. Um, I think they just matched together and they're like, well, that's one less worry. Um... And he tells her, he's like, you know, I'm sorry, I can't do this anymore. Then he starts looking for Yuki and he starts calling and the number doesn't work. He's just calling his old agencies and he's like, no, he doesn't work with us or we can't give you that information. And then um, it's been years. He's He was like 34, 36, something like that. I want to say the confrontation scene happened before his trip. I'm pretty, yeah. So at some point, he goes to his mom's house. Well, he calls his mom because she he wants to tell her, like, hey, this, I'm, I'm getting a divorce. And she has this whole freak out moment. And she's like, wait, your sister is here. His sister hasn't been in Japan for like years, I think, because she went abroad and that's one of the biggest disappointments for his mom. 
And when he goes to his house, he sees his sister with this man. He's a foreigner. I, I can't find his name. He was speaking like Urdu. I think he was talking. They don't say his name, but you know, that's the husband. Um, and he's like trying to talk to her. And of course, like the whole language barrier thing. And the mom is like, why can't you, you know, follow the rules and da 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 like, why can't you just be normal and start a family and da 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 and the sister is like, no, wait, this is the man I love, da. And then, um, Akira freaks out, not freaks out, but he kind of screams at his mom. And because he's dumb, he's fed up with this whole idea of like, I lost the man I love because I wanted to follow society's expectations and I'm done I'm tired so then he he tells her he's like you know so and so and she's like yeah that was my first love and I lost him and that he just goes off and he tells a his mom is like you know what she's happy and I'm happy that she's able to do what she loves and she's able to date whoever she wants to date and if that's what makes her happy, then she can go ahead and do that. And then he's, and I think at the end, he was like, I'm going to go look for the man I love. And he walks out. And the sister is like very proud and the mom is shocked. And it was funny because he walks out of the room and the, the husband of the sister, or the fiance, he's crying. And he just tells him, like, thank you, thank you so much, and I'm sorry. And he's like, okay, can you can, like, stop hugging me? So then he remembers that the trip that they wanted to talk about uh, to Alaska to see the lights. And he randomly decides to go on this trip. Lo and behold, who does he see? The poor Yuki. And then they kind of have a confrontation moment. And, and then he's like, oh, I love you. Da-da-da-da-da. And then they make up. And I think that the scene that really, well, there's multiple scenes that got me touched. Um, of course, the confrontation scene after years. Uh, at the end, the true end, which you see them all like happy, huddled together, like, the sister and his husband, or her husband, and the mom and the dad, and da 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 da. And, um, you, you know, they're all happy, and the mom, and da 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 da. And then years pass, and they're like in their 40, they're 39, 40. And you see them lying together, and you see a gold ring. And then. That's how it ended. And it's so cute to me because when they broke up, Akira is like, well, you know, we we need to stop being children because realistically speaking, do you think we're going to last until we're 40 and 50? Like trying to say like, okay, this is just a thing right now, but you know, like we need to be real. And except we're not going to be together until we're 40. And I'm like, you lying piece of a person. I'm a fight you. But then, you know, they're happy and da-da-da-da-da.
that's one scene that really got me emotional. And then the other scene, the most wonderful scene ever that I was, I was kind of spoiled, but at the same time I wasn't. He's in Alaska, right? Or wherever the Northern Lights is, but I'm pretty sure it's Alaska. And he sees this man in the distance, just there. And all he hears in Taiwanese is, I'm happy we finally got here. And all of a sudden, he sees this other kid, kid, man, person, human of the male species, run. And he's like, oh, I'm so happy we got to see the lights or whatever. And they just walk off the screen. And I'm like, wait. And then I go back and it turns out that it's Wayne and, oh my god, I'm going to butcher his name. Bonzi? Wendy? Wayne? I'm so sorry. I, I butcher his name. Uh, the, the kids from, the kids, the actors from Make Our Days Count from History 2? Three? History, history three? Oh, Lord mighty. I forgot which history they did. Hold on. History three make our days count. Which, if you haven't seen it, go see it. Well, spoiler. Something happens at the end of that show. And everyone was, like, emotional. And to see them back on screen and happy and <laughs> seeing the northern lights. Just, it was beautiful. <laughs> I wasn't prepared. And here's the thing. I, I noticed that not... Everyone talks about um Japanese BL because it's kind of... I don't want to say they're low, but they don't do as much as, say, Thailand does. Like, Thailand, no lie, they can throw, like, five a year. I want to say. And, and those range from, like... Works that are known, like why you and and you know works that are like that like gotta get a pop off, or films that people know but are not as broadly like search for and stuff like that. Like he she is, it's movie series series movie. I don't know if they're a series or movie. If you can watch He, She, It, go watch it, Jeff. I love you. Lord mighty Jesus Christ. But, yeah, Japan hasn't had many BLs recently that I want to... I should look up to see which ones are the reason. I'm going to do that. But, um... Yeah, it was just... It was just a Japanese BL that just took my heart. And I wasn't prepared. But here I am. And I don't know what to do now. But yeah, there's many more new Japanese Beyond movies. There's one movie I don't want to talk about because it's kind of like rated R. It premiered on Netflix Japan. And I'll leave the link. But I generally don't want to talk about it because... The themes for that film are too adult for here. And honestly, it's kind of like, I don't want to say uncomfortable because, you know, I'm guessing there's an audience for it, but not me. I saw parts of it, 
and I kind of regret it, and I want to get my two hours back, or an hour and however long it lasted, but I saw it, and I can't get those moments back, but you know, we gotta keep it rolling, so I'm gonna talk about another BO that I saw recently, or rewatched. yeah, I'm gonna do that. So, the other show that I wanted to talk about, which I'm not too sure if I talked about it last week. Maybe I mentioned it, but I don't... If I did, I'm sorry. <laughs> you can have another point of view. Um, is the, uh, this Korean BL, which Korea has been adding recently a lot of LGBTQ plus storylines to their, like, shows. It's just this one, the Where Your Eyes Linger is like solely um, BL. But it's very good. I. It's also via Wiki. Wiki, not Wiki. Um, it was eight episodes from May until May 22nd to June 12th. <sighs> and it says here, I'm going to butcher this names as well. The 18-year-old student is successor to the TV group. Blessed with a wealthy family, good looks, and popularity, he has few worries. Kangkuk, his thoughtful childhood friend, is physically strong and trained in different martial, art, martial arts disciplines. Tiju is Kangkuk's only friend. He trusts him and feels at ease around him. Tensions are up between them when a new female student, Kimmy, shows interest in Gangguk. As the two go on a date, uh, Tishu becomes irritated and soon after, long suppressed emotions start surfacing. Could, could there be more to their platonic friendship? And it's Korean, it has multiple um, names. Uh, the place where you. The place where your gaze rests, Lord Mighty Jesus, before your eyes stop beyond beyond your line of sight, and then Korean, which I can't read, but like I call it, where your eyes linger, and I love the actors. <laughs> I love them so much. They have a magazine thing going uh, next month, so yeah. This show. Sorry, I'm Vicky. Amazing. Wonderful. They're my babies. And I was like, you know what? I haven't watched it. I don't have I don't have anything better to do. Like people think I have something to do and I really don't. <laughs> and I decided to watch it. And I was like, hmm. And I I loved it. Can I want mm, Oh, it's all available. I thought, um, they required you to have uh, the premium Viki, but they don't, so you can watch it. Uh, Viki has, um, Viki has a whole, like, tab, I want to call it, for BL. And it has different ones. It has Korean, uh... Taiwanese, they have one Japanese, they have mainland China, 
Oh, I forgot that mainland China uh, suppresses. I I can do a whole other episode about mainland China and their their censorship. Which I'm going to do because this is ridiculous. Going back to the topic. Uh, They have a movie? What? Come on, movie. Hold up, I need to. Is it. Is it all the episodes together? What? I. Can't. Why is it. I'm so confused now. Is this. There's a movie. Why is there a movie? Is it the whole episodes together? Wait, no. Apparently the movie version has a different feel to it. I don't know. I haven't... I'm so confused. I'm so confused. And it's locked. So I can't watch it. The point is, I started watching it because I needed something better to do. And I was surprised that Korea was bringing their BL game. And it was cute. There were some points where I was like, dude, calm yourself. But it's this whole idea of, you know, here's the rich kid, the chibol, who's supposed to be, like, the next in line for the, um, company, you know. And he has his bodyguard, but he doesn't see him as a bodyguard. I'm pretty sure he sees him as his equal, and of course his feelings of, like, having a crush on him also influence his view on this other person who has been there for, like, 15 years of his life. Okay. But like his parents and everyone around him, kind of what well, everyone around them kind of um, always remind them, like remember he's your bodyguard or like this and that. And I remember there was one scene in the trailer teaser thingy, which by the way the song is amazing. I love it. Blast that thing. Um. There was this one part where there's this kid who's bullying Dejo. And I'm like, are you a dummy? Are you a dum-dum? And he's talking and he's... The thing is, he's not supposed to fight. But at the same time, he's not supposed to get hurt. I don't know. But his, his dad told him. And the kid is like talking and this dude don't care. Keep in mind, Tejo is trained in martial arts so he can defend himself. He's just, he don't care. He's lazy. And, um, all of a sudden, Gangook, Gangook, is it Gangook? Gook, well, Gangook. Um, Kangook? No, I don't know. Um, comes out of nowhere and is like, get out or whatever. And the kid opens his mouth again and is like, who is he? Like your laptop or something? And that to Teju gets him heated. Like, the, the, the fastest way to get him extremely heated, just insult his crush, that's it. And he starts fighting. And he's not supposed to fight. So they kind of like, you know, whatever. And then we get a scene where his dad, Tejo's dad, hits K- 
Hanguk. And he's like, oh, every time you do something wrong, or like whatever, remember who I'm going to hit. So then he tells him, like, if you keep fooling around, you know, I'm going to send you to London. And, you know, we kind of get the relationship between son and father and uh, Tebol and who's supposed to be his bodyguard, but it's his crush, so... And we kind of got uh, the whole thing of them living together. Like, he got his dad. Here's the thing. I'm surprised his dad didn't, like, know. Or maybe he did, and that's why he threatened him to send him to London. Because, you know, it's kind of curious. <laughs> the fact that your son doesn't bring a girlfriend home. And just keep on living with his best friend in an apartment. It was an expensive apartment, by the way. But, you know, keep it moving. And then the girl comes around. Shimmy? Hemi? Chappy? And she's like, she opens her mouth. And she, it's funny because she doesn't care for tissue. Like, she's like, okay, cool. Like, whatever. And his, her mom has, like, this coffee place. Food restaurant thingy. And she sees what's going on. Like, she sees the chemistry. Her mama ain't blind. The daughter, on the other hand, she blind. But, you know, keep it. Keep it moving. And then she's like, well, do you want to go with me or do you? What was it? Give me your number. And like, at first, they're just like, ha ha ha, very funny. Because like, it's, it's first of all, it's extremely rare, at least he made it seem that they're not asking for Tejo's number. And then hey, Kongo was so shocked. Like, he was unimpressed and shocked because it usually doesn't happen to him. And he's like, what are you talking about? She's like, yeah, I like you. I'm like, go on with me. So you kind of, again, get the tension between them. And Teju doesn't know how to communicate. And then Kongo doesn't also know how to communicate. But, you know, men. And uh, we get the whole thing of them going on a date. And Teju getting angry. But then also kind of expressing his feelings in certain scenes. And... Um, it kind of all bubbles up to a point where they are in a fight, I'm pretty sure. They're, like, practicing martial arts. And Deju confesses, from what I remember, I need to rewatch it. He confesses his feelings, and he's like, I like you. I don't know if Kangu just didn't know how to compute, like, the Matrix glitch for him, or whatever it was. But that man opened his mouth and said, well, that week or however long um, Deju spent in Japan, that, those were the best days, or the best week or whatever long. Implying not only that I don't reciprocate your feelings, but that I generally don't give a single F about you. And I was like, better you do. Or not, I'm so confused. <laughs> so, they kind of had this whole fight. Da-da-da-da-da. And then his dad all of a sudden, someone alerted, well not someone, I know who it was. And they alerted his dad about the whole maybe relationship they have going on. The dad said, I'm going to send you to um 
London. I don't care. Like, I don't care if it's the middle of the semester. I'm going to send you to London. So he's kind of fighting. But after, I'm pretty sure after the whole fight argument that they had. Eh, where the thing is also between having your crush literally said the the best days that I had or the best weeks, months, I don't remember what it was, that I had where when you were away, that kind of hurts. I ain't gonna lie, it kind of hurts. So to have him like say that and then to also, because one of the things that Tidro really hates or hated was to when people joke around and said, let's break up. Or let's stop being friends. Or let's stop. Because uh, from what I remember, it's only from Kanguk. Like, if if Kanguk said, let's break up. Or, or let's just stop being friends. Or let me leave. Or something to the, uh, uh, to the illusion of, I'm going to leave. I'm going to go. I'm going to leave you alone. That got Tishu very heated. Very quickly. He was like, I don't care. Like, even if they were joking around. Because there was one scene where he told me, he's like, ha, 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 like, imagine if, like, I moved or something. He, I don't know. Deju, because he, he's not very, like, ha, 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 like, he's kind of, like, smart, and he's kind of, like, cocky, but when he heard those two words, he's, like, done. He's, like, very serious. So I got him very upset, which, understandable, to be honest, because you kind of get attached. He got attached to, 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 um, Kanguk. So, um, after the whole thing of, like, having this person reject you and then your father threatening you to, like, send you to London, he literally doesn't give. He's like, you know what, send me wherever. I'm done. So, by that point, Kanguk kind of realizes his feelings. And he realizes, because he goes, um, he goes to their apartment, their shared apartment, and he doesn't see him there. So he's calling him, he doesn't answer. So uh, he obviously thinks, like, he was kidnapped or he was killed or something. Turns out that the kid who was in the beginning, like, talking about, like, oh, it's Kongo your like, lapdog or something. He's the son of a person that worked in the board of... Teju's father's agency. Yes. It's kind of... Just know that the kid who was bullying them in the beginning, kind of, or making fun of them, his dad has employment in the company that Teju's dad founded. And he kind of made it uh, the kid's mission, the Bully's mission to figure out what went on in school, and he threatened him. Threatened him to be like, if you don't do this, then your father is gonna, you know, reap the disadvantages, reap the the, the opposite of the benefits. You know, he was gonna get fired. So he did that. He shared a picture, which I'm pretty sure they didn't kiss in school, but this kid, this man. In the kids' role, <laughs> high school, um, sends him a picture of them like kissing or whatever or something or them play fighting. I don't even know what it was. He was his dad just got alarmed, and that man was like, "I'm sending you to Europe," which 
Oh, but it is to have money. <laughs> the fact that his, his whole, like, punishment. Okay, you're getting sent to London. Ma'am, if, uh, here's the thing. To me, an, a punishment would be like, okay, I'm sending you to London and I'm not paying for your tuition. I'm not paying for this. I'm not paying for that. Then I would be like, okay, that's a punishment. But if you're sending me to London to do a degree and you're paying for it, that's not a punishment. At least not in my book. Am I too poor and I just don't see it? Oh, you know what? Let's <laughs> not get into it. Social economic status. Let's not get into it. So then, yeah. Uh, Kongo goes in. And he's never gone against his boss. Like, he's never, like, when they tell him, like, oh, you need to leave the room because I'm going to talk about my, to my kid. Like, he never, like, he's like, yeah, just leave. But this was the first time where he was like, No. I'm going to spend time with him and at least give me, he's like, you know, we've been together for like 13 years. Give me at least one night. So then they go together to um, the apartment for last night. And they're talking about his feelings and they hugged and it was cute. And it was, you know, and they were kind of crying about the fact that, you know, it took him so long. And the fact that he's, you know, <laughs> He's getting uh, deployed. No, I don't know if he's deployed. He's getting sent out to Europe. And uh, then we see that Teju packs his bag and leaves. I Do I want to say two years pass? I know some time passed. And we get uh, the bully, the girl, the mom, Kanguk, and a new kid. They're in the cafeteria place thingy. So Kanguk has been working there for however long he's been working there because of course he doesn't have a job anymore and he's talking the mom is like low-key crying she's like i'm so sad because the most handsome boy i have is leaving and then the bully who has become his best friend is like well you had me here and she's like it's not the same and apparently from what i gathered kanguk didn't go to college like he just kept working which you do you boo and he's like asking the, the other kid, who I'm pretty sure Pisong? Pisong? Yeah, I wanna call him that. Um, it's like, yeah, like, uh, university is rough or something. So, Kung Fu is like, okay, well, I'm leaving. Referring to the fact that he has a trip thing planned. And he's gonna go to Japan, and then after that, God knows where he's going. He just said, you know what, I need a break, I need to leave the country, I need to. You know, I saved money, let me enjoy it. So, a new kid appears and he's the new, um, eh, he's gonna be, well, he asked for a job and I'm pretty sure the mom is gonna give it to him. And she's like, oh my god, you're so handsome. And then, I'm gonna they pay him. Um, it's like, oh, are all like the waiters handsome here or something like that? Whatever. So years have passed, they haven't seen each other from what they gathered, from what I gathered. Um, Kangu hasn't spoken to Teju ever since he left Korea. Okay, cool. So all of a sudden, um, he left, he said thank you and whatever. And the mom, the, the mom, the girl, who's Kangu's ex, and the other two... The, the ex-bully and the kid 
are talking and he says, does he know or do you know what tissue is? He's like, no, he hasn't answered his phone ever since I told him that Kanguk is going to Japan or something like that. So I'm like, what? Or, or I haven't spoken to him, something. So we see this whole thing where he's supposed to be in Japan and I don't, I haven't been to Japan so I don't know if the panorama that they painted was actually in Japan. The point is, um, he's like sitting there and he's contemplating his life and he's like, you know what, it's been crappy that, you know, years have passed and not even like a note to say thank you. So... And he's just sitting there, he's contemplating, and then you see the shadow figure thingy pop by the side. He's not paying attention. And all of a sudden he's like, Oh, didn't you promise us that we're didn't you promise that we were gonna go together or that we we're gonna travel together? And then he turns around and it said you two years or whatever long. And he's like, Wait, what are you doing here? He's like, Well, I did promise that I was gonna come back. And then they have this whole beautiful scene, they kiss, sunset, or sunrise, I don't know what it was, the sun was there, and then yeah, they ended, and the song was cute, and then it ended, and I was like, oh my god, I love this wholesome concert, and like, people think, <laughs> I, I, I sometimes navigate, or, or I'm geared towards, like, sad, non-fluffy, content but honestly fluffy content gives me life and then yeah that's how it ended and I loved it so much because it to me not that I'm saying there's anything wrong with the whole rich versus poor trope but I'm tired of having repeats of boy over flower boys over flowers but I'm not back in boys over flowers it was literally the second or third k-drama I ever watched besides my lovely Kim Sun and Coffee Prince. The first shop of Coffee Prince. Um, so I'm not bashing it. Like, if it works, it works. But to me, it was so refreshing to see Teshu be like, you know, I don't care. Like, you're supposed to be my bodyguard or whatever. Like, we've been friends for 13 years. I have a crush on you. I'm going to treat you. Like, I want to treat you. Like, it's for me. I don't remember him being like, I'm your boss. And if he did, it, maybe it was when he was very pissed. But, yeah, it's just, <laughs> I love this drama so much. And I know there's other Korean dramas that I should probably talk about. But, dude, I need to find other Korean dramas that kind of hint. Oh, well, there's another Korean drama. It's not a whole, fully BL. It's called Sweet Munchies amazing i love it i mean i've seen parts of it so far i love it <laughs> so far let's see how it goes i mean i saw <laughs> here's the thing i spoiled myself i just stopped doing that but honestly i spoiled myself and saw how it ended and i was pissed and then after that i didn't give it i didn't give it the, i mean here's, <laughs> i shouldn't bash because i'm pretty sure like the people who did it just, like, know what they're doing. But I'm still angry, okay? I have the right to be angry. <gasps> and yeah. That's that's my whole purpose and view of when your eyes linger. So, yeah, this is going to be my closing statement. I've been talking for 
way too long. <laughs> I need to um reel myself in, but I just have emotions, okay, which make me a man. But yeah, today I focused on life's love on the line, which is a Japanese BL. Um, and where you are is Linder, which I'm pretty sure I think I I don't know if I talked about it or not, but you know, if I did, sorry, and if I didn't, here you go, here's your rant about it. Um I'm gonna see I there's two accounts on Twitter that I follow that kinda give me updates regarding like say Filipino BL, Japanese BL, like I've like most of the BL that's happening. Um also I find new BL in my drama list. I'm not saying it's a hundred percent verified majority of the time like uh, to me my drama list is like wikipedia meaning that anyone can edit it um so yeah that's what i base my research on and new obls coming up that i know about manner of death it was announced that Max Tool is coming back, which, dude, Max Tool rising from its grave to give us Manner of Death, which, if you don't know Manner of Death, is like, uh, it's, uh, I, should, oh, I should do another episode, I don't want to do another episode, just know it's going to be 12 episodes, and it's coming out in 2020, we don't know when, apparently November, in Thailand. Yes, Max Tool, yes. It says Dr. Banjit is a medical examiner who works at the provincial hospital. One day, the body of a woman who died as a result of hanging comes in after carrying the autopsy. He concludes it is not suicide, it's a murder case. Um, he becomes a target. He then gets threatened to change the report to make it seem like it was fully a suicide. He don't wanna he don't wanna pay attention to it because man thinks he's above it. And then he let me see. He begins to secretly conduct an investigation on his own in order to get the truth. And he meets a man called Tan. And Tan, however, denies everything and instead convinces Dr. Banjit to work together in order to get the, to the bottom of this and find the real murder together. So it's like a murder mystery doctor. We love it, okay? And then Tool is going to play Dr. Boon. Boonje? Boonje? Boonjabi? And then Max is going to play Tutor Dan. <laughs> no, he, he's a tutor whose name is Dan. Okay, and the picture is beautiful. I love them. I love, I love my children. And the fact they're coming back after years. We love it. And I'm pretty sure this is Dul's last work before the, he goes to New York to study. Because he's, I think he's doing a... I'm pretty sure he's going to... He's going to do either a master's or a doctorate in, like, a architecture, which I'm so happy for him. 
boy, you do you. I love it. We stand a man who does takes his education farther in life. I don't plan on doing that, but yeah, that who else? Um oh my god, what's his name? Boon 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 and Prem from Until We Meet Again are having their own show called um Between Us. Thorntype is coming back. My Bromance, I think, is coming back. We haven't heard anything of Tale of the Thousand Stars, but then GMM announced that we're having a sequel to Together With Me. And here's the thing. I don't hate Together. Not Together With Me. Oh, my God. Together. Um, Bright and Wings. Dingy. Bajingy. And I'm not saying I hate it, but I've been waiting for a Tale of a Thousand Stars. And with this whole COVID thing, it got... <sighs> Just know there's projects coming, but because Miss Rona decided to come around to these parts, um, everything is kind of being put in the back burner, which I totally get. Like, you need to, um, you know, uh, be safe, <laughs> be cautious, be, be, be social distancing. I know there's um, shows and stuff that are filming. Um, like Thorn Time um, was filming their stuff, but with the precautions and all that stuff. Last time I heard, um, the Thailand apparently had a ban for all their movies and TV shows and stuff that, um, they couldn't get, like, kissing and bed scenes because in fear of, um, the spread. So... Yeah, apparently it lasts, it's gonna last, I don't know if it, it's gonna last throughout the year or just July and August. I don't know, I don't, I don't know, I mean, just please stay safe, stay healthy, stay hydrated. If you go outside, please use a mask. If you're American, use a mask. And if you're American, don't go anywhere. My God. When I see reports of, like, American tourists... Going places, I'm like, don't you know we're becoming the epicenter of the next, growth? the next wave gets me heated. But yeah, stay safe, stay healthy. And yeah, I'll see you whenever, because I don't know if I'm filming a weekly episode. You know what? You just keep it moving, stay healthy, stay alive. And I love you.